Hi, guys. I'm assuming no women listen to this. Uh, you're listening to P.S. Tape Recorder. This is Neil Brennan, which I should have said at the top of this. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, Holly Shore on the process of reinventing yourself. And that's kind of where I found myself after I had a, sit- I had a sitcom on Fox in the late 90s and it didn't, it didn't get picked up. And then after that, I kind of got rid of my manager and my agent. And I just kind of needed to be alone and kind of take some time off, you know. We'll hear more from Polly in just a few minutes. He has a cool project, actually, that uh, is hitting right about now. He'll talk more about that. Uh, we'll also have a dumb bit, maybe a song if you can squeeze one in, but first, as always, fake news. And now, fake news with me, special edition. You know, we had so much fun with Newsbusters, or Newsbusted, it's actually listed as both, I thought I made a mistake. Uh, we had so much fun with Newsbusters last week, I thought I would do fake news, Newsbuster style. Now, in fairness, remember last week I said I couldn't find a single uh, joke of theirs that didn't uh, attack Democrats or, uh, well, attack's a bad word, make fun of the uh, Democrats or President Obama. Uh, going back and looking through some clips from June, I did find a couple. Uh, there was a nice Charlie Sheen joke, a really funny one about uh, Jerry Sandusky, uh, that awful creepy guy, but they had a funny joke about it. So, But I already prepared this bit, so uh, let's get on with it, shall we? Hey everybody, welcome to News Blusters, I'm P.F. Wilson. No, 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 wait, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't one. I'm P.F. Wilson, let's get started. Yeah, never mind. Wendy's is getting a makeover. For the first time since 1983, the Dublin, Ohio-based fast food company is updating its logo in a move intended to signal its transformation to a higher-end hamburger chain. Wendy still makes less money than Ronald McDonald, which the Democrat Party blames on the GOP's war on women. Chinese writer Mo Yan won the Nobel Prize in Literature on Thursday, a somewhat unexpected choice by a prize committee that has favored European authors in recent years. The Swedish Academy, which selects the winners of the prestigious award, praised Mo's realism, saying it merges folktales, history, and the contemporary. Liberals in Hollywood can't wait to make politically correct blockbusters out of Mo's books. A Cleveland City bus driver has been suspended after being caught on video slugging a female passenger while on duty WKYC-TV reports. The Union bus driver was apparently an Obama supporter and assisted the passenger remove her Romney-Ryan button. (laughs) Special Endeavor's 12-mile road trip kicked off shortly before midnight this past Thursday as it moved from its Los Angeles International Airport hangar en route to the California Science Center, its ultimate destination, said Benjamin Scheer of the center where it will sit in retirement. President Obama said it's another example of a positive retirement experience in government housing. (laughs) Just about every poll now shows Mitt Romney tied with or leading President Obama in the race for the White House, a fact reported widely in the liberal media, which is odd because they're all liberals. The song Gangnam Style has topped the charts in Europe and North America. The catchy tune by Korean pop act Psy is still more proof that it's Obama who is shipping our jobs to Asia, including now, jobs in the pop music industry. (laughs) This just in, the liberal media continues to cover up the fact that everything bad that ever happened ever in America can be traced back to the Obama administration and liberals. (laughs) 
The European Union was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize on Friday for its promotion of peace, democracy, and human rights over the past six decades. The committee says it wanted to highlight the Union's triumphs at a time of economic difficulty, but the awards announcement has led some to criticize the European Union's record on human rights. In a related story, the EU is supporting President Obama's re-election because, said one spokesman, we're a union. <laughs> and that's been News Blusters. Wait for it. I'm P.F. Wilson. This has been News Blusters. We'll see you next time. I voted for President Obama because I hate our freedoms and thought he would place us under a socialist regime. I thought he would put Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, and Glenn Beck in jail. Where are all the concentration camps we were promised? We still don't have Sharia law, and you know, he's supposed to be a Muslim, isn't he? And why hasn't control of our government been transferred to the UN? I thought he would take God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. This ad paid for by people trying to scare the sh** out of America. Time now for another installment of I Thought It Was Funny. Of course, this is the bit where uh, I don't really have a, a huge punchline or a lot to say on a certain subject, but I just thought of one funny thing uh, on the topic. And so I'm driving around the neighborhood. It's a bit red around here, to be honest with you. And one of the yard signs, political yard signs, uh, caught my attention. It said, keep America free, fire Obama. Now, I thought this was odd because President Obama has been in office for uh, nearly four years now. And so I would, if it says keep America free, that would presume that America is still free at the moment. And President Obama has been in office for four years. So wouldn't you want to keep the guy in office who's been in office during all that freedom? I don't know. I thought it was funny. Everybody's tweeting, faving and deleting. Follow Friday, someone you know. And play Dream Tweet, the game show to go. Ah, it's the game show to go. Dream Tweet, everybody. It's the celebrity-based Twitter-themed game show that's coming your way where two Twitter titans go head-to-head -head in a battle of wits and wisdom. Tune in, subscribe on iTunes, and there'll be a new game every single week. And remember, if, if things get a little bit sassy, just try and keep in mind that I'm just being a bitch. That's my catchphrase, and I'll be using it, and we'll be having laughs, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Dream Tweet, the game show to go, and it's coming soon. Pauly Shore really burst onto the comedy scene in the late 80s and early 90s, and really a product of that time, he rode a wave of popularity into the early 90s, and popular taste changed, and Pauly had to reinvent himself, and he's done so over and over with critically acclaimed results. Here now is our interview with Pauly Shore. Hey, joining us on PF Tape Recorder, it's Polly Shore. Polly, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? And I resisted. It took every ounce of my being to not say, to not what, go, what's up, buddy? Yeah, I know. 
But mm. uh, do you still get that? Um, yeah, from real drunk, like, frat dudes. There you go. It's nice people remember, though. <laughs> the, was... uh, you know what I mean? They, I mean, they, they really love that Biodome for some reason. Uh, I, so I was thinking, they uh... Say it, like, they're like, Biodome, I'm like, I gotta watch it. <laughs> Am so, I allowed to swear? Uh, you can. I'll just bleep it uh, out. It's more work uh, for me, but that's fine. Um, Son-in-Law was the one that my brother-in-law and I enjoyed a lot. We we laughed like yep. idiots, and our wives, were, of course, were like, "We're gonna go do something else." <laughs> mm. Very much a dude movie. Yeah, it was um, son-in-law was fun. It was um, I don't know, people like that one as well. So I'm yeah. very very lucky. Yeah, it, it looks like a rom com, but it's really a dude movie. So if you're a dude out there, check it out. It's a it's a cult classic. And I guess Biodome too. So Biodome, Biodome too. They they keep talking about doing Biodome oh, too. Do they? Right. Yeah, gotta get in on that, man. I don't know. I mean, that's. I, I guess it's an it's a studio MGM question, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, but I would do a, I would do a sequel to Encino Man or one of those older movies. Oh yeah, yeah, of. that's right. Another another good one. That's right. I forgot about that. I like that one too. Um, so for the I'm benefit like of the, the Molly Ringwald of the nineties. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, right. Th- there that you. With the penis. Yeah, yeah, and but she might have a penis. You never know. No, and she may have aged. You no. may have aged a little better than she has. I don't know, but um, yeah, I haven't seen her lately. So. No, I haven't either. Um, we we were on a big John Hughes film kick here at the house. Mm. My daughter's been watching best, uh, Breakfast best Club. Best movies and, ever. Yo, yeah, yeah, I know. Ever, ever, hands down. Anyone listening to this, and you don't know who John Hughes is, get familiar with him. Yep. Look at all his movies. Every one of them is just amazing. Total yep. teenage angst. Absolutely. And just he was the only one to me that really captured like so great in all his movies that kind of awkward yeah. high school time, you know. And got the, got a lot of the silly in it. Got got a little bit of the raunch in there, just a touch. But yeah, really written with heart. And he knew, he knew how to communicate to, to teenagers. And he was, I guess, in his thirties when he wrote most of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but he remembered what it was like, man. Um, yeah. to, to catch people up, um, what you've been uh, doing, you, you've been making some films over the years, some critically acclaimed films, and did, when, when did you start doing those? Well, pretty much when they stopped giving me studio films. Okay. You know, I kind of, you know, life is interesting, it's, you know, it's, some people grow up at different ages, I grew up probably at 30 is when I kind of realized no one really cares and you kind of got to do stuff yourself, I mean. Yeah. That's just the way it is, and and don't if anyone's listening, like don't take it personal, you know, like don't take it personal if people are like oh they don't support me, you know what I mean? Like no yeah. one cares. You got to do it yourself, and 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 that's kind of where I found myself after I had a sit I had a sitcom on Fox in the um, in the late nineties, and it didn't it didn't get picked up, and then after that, I kind of got rid of my manager and my agent, and I just kind of needed to be alone and kind of take some time off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the doing it yourself thing is what this podcasting thing is all about. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, Polly Shore is Dead was the first film that I did kind of on my own. I, I literally did everything on and, it, and since then I've done a lot of those. And they're hard work, but, you know, the payoff is pretty cool. Yeah, it did. Got a lot of uh, lot of good people in that movie uh, helping you out, and also uh, it was got a lot of good reviews. Yeah, people liked it because I think because it, it was honest. The thing that I liked about Polly Shore is Dead is that it 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 um, I think appealed to two audiences. I think it appealed to like 
the people that liked Biodome and Sun and Lawn and Sino Man and all those films. Yeah. But then also the people that didn't like Biodome, Sun and Lawn and Sino Man and all those films. Right, yeah. You know, so it was kind of like the cynical crowd. You know, the crowd that thought, you know, they were too cool. And, yeah. You know, so. There was a kind of a dark edge to it, certainly. Right. Um, so then you, uh, you had that stint where you were, you were actually running the comedy store and there was a show built around that as well, I remember, which was, which was pretty cool. We were, we were big fans of yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was really cool as well. That lasted, I don't know, like 10 episodes. Yeah. That was on that was TBS, right? Excuse me? That was on TBS, wasn't it? Yeah, TBS, yeah. yeah. Um, how'd you like working with those guys? It was great. You know, it was great. It, you know, it came at a time when TBS didn't re- really have any original programming. They were all kind of like... Sex in the City reruns, and and they were trying to branch out into to new shows. So you know, original shows. Yeah, and and about wasn't about the same time then you started going out doing clubs again because that's how I guess we we spoke last time was for a a, a tour you were doing. Because I know you're well, taking I've a break doing, for a while. Yeah, I've been doing clubs for you know clubs and touring for since when Sam Kennison took me under his wing. Um, back in the late 80s, you know, I've been touring on and off for forever. That's, right. Um, you know, at the end of it, when, when everything's said and done, that's what I am. I'm a stand-up comic, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, what I do. Um, I like acting, but I like stand-up. Now, this so. this project that you're uh, involved with now, it sounds really cool. It sounds right up our alley here, because we, we do a lot of um, political humor and stuff on the podcast, and, and yeah. you know, the folks who read City Beat and City Pages and the papers I write for, uh, politically astute as well. So... Um, what you went to? What you wanted to find out more about politics? I guess is the premise, and how it works. Well, I've always, I've always. Um, I mean, again, people don't. People, you know, most people don't know people. You know, people see people and they're like, oh, this person's into that. That person's into that. But sometimes they go, like, who, who knew that? Like Lindsay Lohan's into yoga and like, you know, eating, drinking carrot juice. Like, yeah. I'm not saying she is. Right. But I'm. She just maybe should be. That. The why? She maybe should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, no, I've been into politics for a while, um, you know, whether I was doing the special or not. Just because, for me, politicians are, are, are inter- entertainers, and to me, I'm, um, I'm always fascinated. I, I really like people that are funny that don't know they're funny. Oh, yeah. And I think, I think with politicians, that's, you know, they're, su- they're such full, they're so full of <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and they all want to be on. It's I mean, it's like Washington is a different version of Hollywood. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's them speaking and you know and and and, and being out there and saying, oh, I believe in this and that. And the second the camera's off, they're doing shenanigans. You know. Yeah. Um. So I, I to me, I'm just entertained by them, and that's when I'm at home. At night, I rush home to watch you know CNN. I watch Fox News. I watch MSN. I channel surf, you know, because I'm entertained by Rachel Maddows. I'm entertained by Chris Wallace. I'm entertained by, um, you know, all of it. It's just funny to me. So, you know? yeah, so you went to uh, Washington and uh, you interviewed some of these folks, some of the uh, some of the pundits and the Yeah, well, I wanted to do, you know, the special is called Poly Shores Politics, and it's, it's basically me in Washington, D.C., doing stand-up comedy, but I also, like you just said, I have a lot of politicians and, and, and pundits and different people on there. So the stand-up comedy is kind of broken up with these kind of sit-down interviews 
with these different kind of famous faces, you know. And are the interviews silly, or are you really inquisitive and want to, you know, get to the no, they're of... real. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, they're real. Of course, you know, I, I try to bring some comedy into it. Sure. But it all comes from a real place. Okay. But it's not it's not Bill Maher or John Stewart, which is okay. which is very cynical and left and to the left. It's more about like, you know, I hug and kiss these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I hold them and I touch them and I'm nice to them and it's yeah. fun and it's light and it's silly and I bring I. I the, the, my focus was to make them come across as human beings. Okay. You know, to kind yeah. of get, get rid of... Because they start speaking all this political language that no one understands. I'm like, whoa, dude, slow down. Like, no one understands what you're saying. Like, break it down, dude. Break, slow down. And then they start breaking it down. So, like, people that don't like politics or people that don't understand it or people that are not into it will like the special. Okay, yeah, because I think a lot of people... You do get turned off by that, by the, the general populace. Because it's a language. It's like Japanese. Yeah, yeah and they feel... They just, they just babble stuff that, like, you know, you, and then you just kind of slow them down, and you kind of make them speak so people, everyone can understand it. So what kind of things so did you learn? My focus was to, was to make them come across as human beings, because underneath it all, they are human beings. So what kind of things did you learn that you maybe didn't know before after sitting down with some of these folks? Not a lot. I mean... You know, just that, that each individual is into certain things. You know, Barney Frank is into the whole gay marriage thing. He's into, you know, uh, you know the, uh, um, I don't know, he's into, you know, he's a total, he's total liberal, and he's, you know, totally to the left. And, and you know, he's, he's, he was getting married. He just got married. He was talking about his boyfriend and, you know, and all these kind of, kind of cool stuff. We start talking about Republicans to him and how he thought about them and and I don't know, it just kind of flowed, you know? And who else did you talk to? Ralph Nader. Oh, yeah, yeah. How was that? He was great because he's just this kind of odd hippie guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's into the whole, you know, down with corporations. He's into the whole, like, saving energy. He's into the green peace. He's into, like, seat belts and down the pharmaceutical companies, and you know he had a whole thing on that. But uh, he, he but he makes it all make sense though. Yeah, he, people yeah, kind of try to sure. paint him as a crackpot, and you know, and you think when you sit him down, he's like, oh, okay, that does that. Yeah, he's, well, sense. everyone's got a point of view. Yeah, that's true. It's you know. So um, that's the cool part is, is that you know, even Herman Cain comes across very likable and cool. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. He's actually a good sport. He's been on the Daily Show uh, doing skits yeah, with John Oliver. Um, yeah, and he's a sweetheart. You yeah. know, he's a really, really good guy. So yeah, and he, he seems to get it too. He seems to, you know, he seems to get the joke, which is nice. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and um, and he likes girls and he likes alcohol. There you go. Okay. Better than that. There you go. He could be a stand-up. The what? He could be a stand-up comedian. Definitely. Yeah, um, and then so after you spoke to these people. Um, did you go back and kind of go over it and try to just draw material from it for this special for for the stand-up portion, or did stuff just kind of come naturally after speaking to him that it just kind of gave you some leaping off points to talk about maybe different issues? Well, there's a little, there's a little. It's cool that you asked that. There's a little bit of um, parallel in my stand-up and then into the, some of the interviews. So, some like some of the stuff I talk about Ralph Nader with the pharmaceutical companies and and you know I talked to him about you know CVS and drug drugs being legal and. You know, because drugs are illegal. If you go to the CVS pharmacy section, you just go there to Walgreens. It's like the same thing as heroin and crack, and, you know, it's the same stuff. It's just, you know, there's, there's, there's you know, people in lab coats giving it to us instead, you know? Right. So we talk about that, and then I also do some of that on 
some of that during my stand-up as well. Um, so uh, how much of the special then is stand-up and how much is do the interview? Is it kind of a 50-50? I'd say half and half. Okay. Now, and then there's also some songs. I have a whole bunch of songs oh. as well. That you've composed? Yes. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, I forgot you did yes. that, as a matter of fact. I remember um, I used to drive around delivering uh, uh, print uh, stuff for my buddy's print shop. And we were big fans of the, uh, the the first cassette you had. We both traded back and forth. It was um, the one where you had the skit about every, all the stewardesses are named Lisa. Yes. Yeah. I, you had the Dude Airways and all that. Yeah, yeah, Dude Airways. That's right. What was it, Pauly Shore, mm. The Future of America? Yep. Wow, how do I remember that? that that's that been, not to make us feel old here, but that was ages ago. Yeah, we were huge fans of that. Yeah, if you guys can, if folks out there can dig that up. That's some pretty funny stuff. Yeah, so we have three songs that we do. We do a, a hip-hop song called Obama Got Osama. That's Which the one that's like on Funny or Die, right? Yeah. Okay. And I don't so that was just a teaser. We have the long form okay. coming out like next week. Okay. And then we have a country song called Red, White, and Buddy, which is kind of like a takeoff of Toby Keith's Red, White, and Blue. And then we have um, a takeoff of the LMFAO song Party Rock, which is political party rock. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, like the, the first one is up on, on Funny or Die. And it's hilarious. We're going to link to it from the from the Podbean site, of course. I don't think people are getting it. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's just because of the, the 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 political thing, or they just don't understand where it's coming from. But I mean, if if you just look, if, folks have to trust me on this. If you sit there and, and understand where it's coming from, it is hilarious. Well, so. it's it's it's. How do people not know where it's coming from? It's just a, a well, rap called Obama Got Osama. You'd, it's like, you'd, you'd be surprised. You know, which, which, is, <laughs> which is his big go-to. It's his big go-to one. Sure, I, you know? exactly, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, you'd, you'd be surprised where people just are like, you know. Uh, uh, comedian I'm friendly with, Jimmy Dore, I don't know if you, if you know him. He, he has, there's a radio show over on KPFK out there in Los Angeles. And every mm-hmm. week he gets letters from people that don't understand, you know, that, that's, that it's a humor show. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. it's presented as a public affairs show because they talk about politics and current events and stuff. But people just don't get the joke. And, you know, right. And I'm sure you've experienced that in the past. I mean, every what comedian hasn't. Yeah. Really. You put your stuff out there. Not everyone's going to understand it. For right. Sure. Exactly. So. Um, so after the election season, what what do you what are your plans? I'm just going to take some time off. I've been working really hard on the special. And, you know, we have this big, you know, sweepstakes giveaway on the website if you want to tell them about that okay well you, you can fill them in is it your yeah it's basically if you just go to polyshore.com and you click um to pre-purchase polyshore's politics which is the actual special we're talking about it's for five dollars and um or another way to enter is send a self-addressed stamped envelope with no purchase necessary and you can actually win a chance to possibly win a hundred thousand dollars oh wow so i'm going to release i'm going to release a hundred thousand dollars once we once we uh get to about a hundred thousand downloads oh i'm liking that of the special so someone's going to win a hundred thousand dollars if we get cool. to the one hundred thousand dollar down mark of right. the um the, the special so cool all right well, well we'll definitely link to that oh the thing i wanted to ask you is because you're in cincinnati Ahead of the election, you're here in two weeks, I believe it is. So, will a lot of the material be uh, about politics and the things you've learned recently? Yeah, definitely. Doing... Okay. It's the politics tour. I'll be doing okay. a lot of the stuff in the special, some all new right. stuff. But it's you know, it's me coming straight out doing the political stuff and the songs and all that. It's definitely a different. It's a different show than if, if people came to see me before. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So, so do you feel comfortable talking about the politics? 
Yeah, I don't care. Because a lot of people, you know, they, they're afraid they're going to piss off the audience one way or the other. and you know. No, but I don't come across like a, a point of view. Oh, okay. So you're, you're more of I a... Don't, well, I don't come across like, oh, screw this person or screw right. you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I keep it light. It's kind of... My, my stand-up is kind of like Spring Break meets Bill Maher, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. I, I like that. kind a, of light. That's a good description. Yeah, it's just light. Cool. So what's the, a dream project you haven't tackled yet that you'd like to do down the road? Mm. Probably to be on one of these cool shows like a Breaking Bad or a Walking Dead or oh, yeah. Dex- Dexter or, you know, or Homeland or something a little bit more um, me, you know? Yeah something a little bit more dark and a little bit more interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool you know? to see you yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of these comics, you know, that that that, that, that are known for comedy, a lot of them will do drama stuff, like uh, who was it? Bill Murray did Lost in Translation, and yes. Eddie Murphy did Dream Girls, and yeah. you know, so I think it'd be cool. Adam Sandler did, uh, what was it? Uh, what was that movie he did? Um, oh, I know which one you're talking about. Um, I can't remember the title of it. Punch Drunk Love. That's right. And um, and look at Robin Williams. I think, for, for my money, I prefer serious Robin Williams. Even yeah, more than way I prefer better. funny Robin Williams. And I like the fact yeah. that uh, he's got that little edge where you think he can go off at any moment. So you're uh-huh. kind of like, yeah. So he, he was really able to parlay that, uh, his comedy, into his drama in a really cool way. So Yeah. All right. Um, and do you have any ideas for developing something like that? Uh, of uh, kind of yeah, a- I'm working on some stuff, but right now I'm just trying to focus on um, you know the politics show and yeah. trying to get that out there and have people see it. And you know, it, it's a cool special. I'm proud of it. You know, people yeah, can good. just go to the website and, and click to pre-order for five dollars. So okay, and then and then they're going to get the they'll, they'll physically get the special in their hand on election day. Oh, neat. Okay. Oh, so yeah. Cause... Click to pre-order now, and then we'll send it to them on election day. Cool. We'll but have it's only five dollars, so it's cool. Right. That's a bargain, man. Okay. We'll have yeah. links to all that stuff, and uh, then folks can enter the contest, and uh, you know, we'll uh, link to all your dates uh, on the tour as well. All right. Cool, man. Uh, well, I, I admire stick-to-itiveness, and you're doing great work. And uh, we, you know, we'll see you in town here in two weeks, and folks around the country can catch you as well. Yeah, definitely. All right, man. We're good talking to you again. Thank you, bye. Thanks, Polly. Bye. bye. Thanks again to Polly Shore for being on the podcast. You can find all things Polly Shore at PollyShore.com. And you can also find out information on how to order the Politix special. In the meantime, Polly is at the Funny Bone on the Levee in Newport, Kentucky. That's right across the river from Cincinnati, October 18th through the 20th. And for more dates, of course, just check his website. Okay, a couple things to cover here real quick. I got a couple of podcasts to recommend for you. Uh, first of all, you heard back uh, in the middle of the show the promo for Dream Tweet. It's a very funny. Uh, it's called the Game Show to Go. It's very funny if you're a big fan of Twitter. It's it's just brilliant. I recommend that. And also, proudly resents the cult movie podcast hosted by Adam Spiegelman, friend of this podcast. Uh, they talk about mostly uh, people's affinity for films that maybe other people didn't maybe like so much. 
uh, or weren't really big blockbuster hits. So it's a it's a really great conversation. I'd also like to uh, point you to the Never Not Funny presents Rock Solid. Now I know you know about Never Not Funny, but they have a, I guess, a spinoff show with uh, the third chair Pat Francis and then Gary Lucy is also his co-host. Talk about the rock music, and um, I guess it fits into my wheelhouse because uh, Pat Francis is just a little bit older than me, and Gary Lucy is just a little bit younger than me. So I'm kind of right in that uh, demographic there. In fact. Uh, they gave me a little bit of a shout-out on their program, and uh, guest co-host Jimmy Pardo voiced his approval. Uh, hey, before we get started, I just want to give a couple of shout-outs to people on the Facebook page that like to post. Uh, we're going to see. I give <laughs> this up. was the important business up top. No, no, no. I got, I got something. We got, uh, we got a P.F. Wilson. We got I like P.F. How about that, huh? All right. Okay, so um, again, uh, check out uh, Never Not Funny Presents Rock Solid. You can just Google that or find it in iTunes, and uh, it's a lot of laughs. Your comedy podcast about all things music, as they describe it. All right, as for this program, like us on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at PF66. PF Tape Recorder logo designed by Dan Coble. Follow him at Tiger Dactyl on Twitter. Music for PF Tape Recorder was composed by John Veropoulos with a little help from me. Performed by John Veropoulos and Doug O'Connor with a little help from me. I think that's all the business we have for this week, except to say so long and thanks for listening. Thank you.